The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What up, world? Welcome and all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's blog and theboys.com. My name is Arjo Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on The Ocho. It is Wednesday, October 14th, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you are having a fantastic hump day. It is the 14th. It is Wednesday. And because the Dallas Cowboys play on Monday night football next week, as opposed to Sunday, that bumps everything in the week another day which means we have an extra day to kind of just figure things out and obviously we're figuring out life and reality without Dak Prescott and with Andy Dalton and uh, I know we talked about this on Tuesday's episode how right now you know we're, we're going to focus and we certainly are missing Dak Prescott and wishing him the best uh, but we are going to focus on the positives here and I think that you know we all kind of have to figure out who Andy Dalton is and Monday night is going to be a really important exercise in that it's it's going to be some of the most important tape uh, that this coaching staff ever gets because it is going you know I, I think we're, and I, I, we've said this but we are going to learn a lot about Mike McCarthy and this was a point I drove home on Tuesday's episode of the 750 myself and two-time Super Bowl champion Tony Casillas chopped it up you can listen to that if you go back in your blog and the boys podcast feed but we are going to learn a lot about Mike McCarthy about Kellen Moore about Mike Nolan about John Fossil about Jalen Smith about all the people who everyone has a problem with or might have a problem with or could or, or would or whatever have a problem with we are going to learn a lot about them because Dak Prescott is no longer here to kind of carry things on his own. Maybe Andy Dalton will do some of that work and some of that lifting, but there is no question that the accountability is a lot more dispersed as opposed to primarily being on the shoulders of number four. So we're going to learn a lot, and we're actually going to learn a lot today. Uh, again, it did kind of work out that we had this extra day because we need to learn about Andy Dalton. We all know we're all NFL fans. We've all obviously followed uh, you know, the big-time names and big-time stories, and we all watch every game, etc. But, um, you know, we, we don't cover the Cincinnati Bengals the way that we cover the Dallas Cowboys and so I thought it would behoove all of us to talk to someone that does and someone that knows the career of Andy Dalton and could kind of just you know offer a perspective offer some you know some reality to who this quarterback is and why he was available and what his strengths are and what it feels like to watch him and to root for him etc and so I called up a buddy of mine Jason Markham Jason actually covers the Cincinnati Bengals is the site manager for SB Nation's Cincinnati Bengals site 
Cincy Jungle. Uh, he also is a site manager for ASEA Blue, which covers Kentucky. Uh, shout out to the uh, the Wildcats, of course. But uh, but yeah, so Jason and I sat down. We talked about Dak Prescott. Bear made an appearance. So shout out to him too. He wants to always be on every show. And Jason kind of talked about who Andy is, and you know the peaks of Andy Dalton and the strengths of Andy Dalton and you know what what the Cowboys need to do as a team to kind of elevate their new quarterback's game and so it's a conversation that I think you're really going to enjoy Jason is on Twitter at Markham 89 and uh let's go ahead and get to it here from Cincy and Jungle the one and only Jason Markham joins us next on the Ocho Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Pleased to be joined now by the one, the only, the internationally famous. You know him. You love him. He has likely made your life uh, more joyful in more ways than one. The one and only site manager for a sea of blue and for Cincy Jungle, which is what brings him here today. My good friend who covers all things Cincinnati Bengals, Jason Markham. Jason, thanks for taking the time to join us. Thanks for having me on and thanks for the introduction. Um, you and I haven't talked a whole lot Um in, in terms of like podcasting, because the Cowboys don't play the Bengals, obviously, all too often and haven't, at least since, since I've been in this role at Edison Nation. But um, we are here today because the fortunes of the Dallas Cowboys have changed dramatically in the last couple of days. Um, Andy Dalton, uh, you, you certainly know everything about Andy Dalton and you're here. Uh, we decided yesterday, Jason, to, um, to kind of be optimistic and be as positive as we could be and, and make the most of this season and enjoy it. And obviously... Um, anytime you lose a starting quarterback, it's, it's a big bummer, but, uh, the time has come to rally around Andy Dalton and you're the guy to hype people up. Um, so, um, spirits are low. So, so um, what, what do you got for us? I mean, what, what can you tell us about Andy Dalton that isn't already known? Well, I mean, if you've watched him in Cincinnati, you know, for the early part of his career, they had some good offensive lines, good groups of pass catchers and, they won a lot of games, went to the playoffs. He's that kind of quarterback that it, it's really he just plays to the strength of his team. I mean, if it's a bad offense like those last three or four years, it's he struggles when everything's going good, when the offensive line is good, when they've got a consistent passing game going. He he can really light it up. Um, he was an MVP. People forget he was an MVP candidate in 2015. You know, when he had a great offensive line, he had A.J. Green, Muhammad Sanu, and Marvin Jones. He had Tyler Eifert. Jeremy and, Hill, Gio Bernard, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you give him a loaded offense, he can he can put up big numbers with it, and thankfully he has that in Dallas. The offensive line, I mean, they've had some injuries, so I'm a little nervous with how that will work out. But when you've got Ezekiel Elliott and you've got four receivers, I mean, he never played with a group that had guys like Cedric Wilson as the fourth receiver. So all of those guys together, I mean, they can make up for the offensive line issues. You know, the real concern is – it. When he was going to the playoffs in Cincinnati, while he did have some good seasons offensively, it was really the defense that was carrying them. And so how's that going to work now in Dallas where it's clear the defense is a big issue? I mean, is he going to win these shootouts? He wasn't – 
he he won some shootouts in Cincinnati. He typically wasn't the guy you wanted dueling, you know, 30-plus points with guys like Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. But he did beat those guys. So, if every if they can just get some improvement on the defense, this can – I think this will absolutely be a playoff team. Yeah, I mean, I, I think especially given their division, which is, I, I imagine, part of, of your logic. Um, you know, when, when the Cowboys – Signed Andy Dalton, obviously, at the time, they were still negotiating with Dak Prescott, and a lot of people thought, um, you know, can he threaten Dak? And, and that was a, you know, a big talking point. And um, I got into conversations with people um, just at the time in, in terms of looking at the pros of Andy, talking about that 2015 season. And it was, I believe, a pinky injury, right, that derailed that for him. Yeah. Um, and so, but I, I made the point that that was – arguably the best roster in the NFL at the time, the 2015 Bengals. Uh, would, would you agree with that? I mean, or certainly among the best. I mean, I, and I feel like that aspect of team building is kind of slept on with regards to the Bengals just because, like, people look at the Marvin Lewis stink and, and can't get past that. Yeah, I mean, truth be told, in Cincinnati, a lot of those teams that were good, they had – they had players that Jay Gruden on offense and Mike Zimmer on defense brought them. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you looked at most of their guys like Geno Atkins, Tyler Eifert, uh, Carlos Dunlap, those were guys they brought in when they had Zimmer and Jay Gruden. And say what you want about them as head coaches, especially Jay, but those are great, you know, offensive mind, defensive mind. A lot of Cowboys fans would vouch for the Mike Zimmer part of that. Ever since those two left, the the drafts have really been struggling. I mean, they've had some hits, but not nearly as many. They're not finding those late-round gems like Geno, and uh, they had other starters like Clint Bowling on offense that they were getting in the later rounds. And that's kind of where that fell apart. So now that um, with that 2015 team, that was kind of, you know, kind of the last gasp, so to say, because – once that happened, you know, Marvin Jones left, Muhammad Sanu left. They lost some other guys. Kevin Zeitler and Andrew Whitworth were leave two years later. So Eifert's injuries caught up to him and everything. I, I yeah. For, yeah. Once once that once those two left and they didn't and those players started leaving, that's when it all went downhill. And, you know, Dalton he's not he's not someone you want as a franchise quarterback for a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Mm-hmm. But the bad thing with Cincinnati is Again, he can play up to the strength of his offense. So once they go down, he's just not good enough to carry them. This is um, this is a, admittedly kind of a it's an entirely a subjective question, but um, so like I think people look at Dak's career and they can find some games. Although this is a, a point of contention, you know that Dak won and Dak kind of like willed the team to victory. And right, um, I think everybody just off the top of their heads, they think of the playoffs when it comes to Andy Dalton. But what are, what are your favorite games? If somebody's firing up game pass to kind of get themselves hyped up as much as they can for the Andy Dalton experience, what are among your favorite Andy Dalton performances while in Cincinnati? Um, two of them were actually against the Seahawks. Uh, his rookie year, they went into Seattle, which they didn't have Russell Wilson yet, and they wasn't a very good team. But, you know, they went in, and they did have Richard Sherman, and they did have Earl Thomas. And yeah, the, they, the beginning, that, that, the foundation the legion, of all that. The Legion of Boom was there, and he lit him. He kind of lit him up. Like, he threw a huge, deep, like, 50-yard touchdown pass to Green. And so that was kind of a coming-out party, so to say, for him. And then in 2015, they played the Seahawks in Cincinnati, and I – can't remember if it was 14 or 17 they got down but they got down big and they ended up coming back and beating the Seahawks in overtime so those were definitely two of the favorites and then of course uh 
at Pittsburgh in 2012, which it was week 16, and it was basically a playoff game. Like, whoever wins this gets in the playoffs. And Dalton didn't have a great game. You know, he struggled. But when it mattered most, he threw a beautiful pass to A.J. Green that got him down the field for the game-winning field goal. So those are definitely my favorite ones. Now, uh, you mentioned Cedric Wilson uh, earlier in the game that Dak was injured. He threw a touchdown to Dak Prescott. Correct me if I'm wrong. Has it, I, I want to say, I remember, I kind of want to say it was against the Falcons, maybe, Muhammad Sanu throwing a touchdown to Andy Dalton. Am I making that up, or, or has, has he ever done anything like that? You were close. Uh, I think it was the week before, the week after they played the Titans, and they actually threw a touchdown to him. Because I remember the Titans defender – uh, as Dal- as the ball was coming to Dalton, it looked like for sure the Titans guy was going to get it and it'd be a pick six, but somehow he missed it and Dalton caught it and ran for the touchdown. So that, you know, I mean, again, if we're trying to be as optimistic as possible, that that wrinkle of, of Kellen Moore's, you know, offense is Andy Dalton is an athlete is, I guess, you know what I'm getting at that he's he's, you know, because. Um, that 2015 season when, when Cincinnati fans had such a great run up until the injury, um, I'm, I'm sure you remember just kind of from the Cowboys angle, that was Tony Romo's last year. The Cowboys played 12 games without him, and they won one of them. And so that was kind of the last time that this team was in, in this, this sort of purgatory. And they had Brandon Whedon and Matt Castle and Kellen Moore, actually. And so I do feel like this is a, a higher floor in that sense. Um, can you... Because I think people look at Joe Burrow now who's playing really well. Obviously, you know, whatever, you lose to the Ravens. There's no shame in that. But um, certainly all the reason in the world to be excited about him. But can you kind of just give Cowboys fans a 101 on on why the fallout? Now, I feel like fallout's a heavy word, but just why it was time for Andy Dalton and the Bengals to go their separate ways. Well, again, part of it was just they, they kept losing guys, letting guys go. A.J. Green got hurt. He missed much of Dalton's last two seasons there. And, I mean, they had some decent players like Auden Tate and Tyler Boyd to throw to, but those aren't guys you want to be your number one receiver, you know, on a even a 500 team. Mm-hmm. So, he, he just didn't have much to work with. And, again, he's just not – he's not a Brady. He's not a Breeze. You know, he's, he's not going to elevate a bad offense. He's going to – he's going to play bad and the offensive line was just horrific so it really wasn't all on Dalton but he was getting older and it you know he was regressing at least in Cincinnati system so it was time they got a number one overall pick they you know they didn't really have much of a choice they had to take Burrow and they had to move on you know and they tried to trade Dalton they wanted to find a good situation for him but you know they they didn't want to make him be the backup to Burrow. They, they wanted to give him a chance to go start. So it wasn't just that Dalton's performance, you know, they love and respect him and they wanted to see him get to go somewhere else and show that he can still play. I think that that's, um, I, w- I saw a tweet from our friend, Rebecca Toback, uh, who's been on this show too, um, about Andy Dalton. And it's, this isn't a, a really, you know, well-seen thing, I think, uh, with a lot of players, but, is is the general sense from Bengals fans now that that Andy Dalton has this shot? Is it? Oh, I hope he does well, or, or is it? You know, who cares? Because different players are received different ways from their their fan base. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I I think the really the true fans that really you know watch and just love their team and enjoy it and try not to be negative that you know <laughs> yeah it's I mean that's hard not to do right now but sure. you know this was he. Andy Dalton brought one of the greatest periods in franchise history. I mean, they made five <clears throat> five straight playoff trips, and 
that just doesn't happen here. It's, mm-hmm. This is a franchise that like would make one or two a decade. And uh, even with Carson Palmer, they only made two playoff trips with him. And those wow. were some loaded teams too. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, I think the majority of Bengals fans wanted to see him succeed somewhere else, wanted to see him get a chance to win a playoff game. And now he gets to, it's, you know, and ironically, it's the same season where he's going to come back to Cincinnati right. late in the season. Well, that, and you actually kind of set me up really well. So I, I, it took me a while. I mean, I'm sure you can understand the, the first like 24 hours after the injury, it was just sulking and, you know, why Dak and, and really, you know, kind of mad at the football gods. Uh, and then I realized, wow, Andy will get to head back to Cincinnati. And, and I remember, you know, we all talked about that and tweeted about it and stuff um, when this, you know, and we know obviously that the NFC East and AFC North play each other this year. But uh, when Andy Dalton signed with the Cowboys, it was just kind of this fun, you know, sort of underlying story. But now he will head in as the starter barring injury between now and then. Uh, the Cowboys have already played the Browns, um, obviously, but the Cowboys still have yet to play the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens, as well as the Bengals. Now, obviously, Andy's never played the Bengals, but um, generally, how has Andy fared against Baltimore and Pittsburgh? Because those are two games that right now I would not give the Cowboys any chance in. Uh, but are, are they – and coaching staffs change and things like that, but, but has he had legitimate performances against those two teams? He has, especially Baltimore. I mean, A.J. Green just killed the Ravens. And <laughs> don't, and Dalton, I mean, he, they, they hooked up for some beautiful connections, like late in fourth quarters to beat them. Not as much success against the Steelers, but he has won twice in Pittsburgh. So he knows how to beat both of them. And, I mean, it's still kind of the jury's out on how good this offense is going to be with him compared to the Bengals. But this offense is definitely right there with the 2015 team. and They could end up being better. So, you know, with a team like that going in to face them, I think he can definitely put up 20, 30 points against them. You know, it's can the defense, you know, you know, give them a chance. No, I think that's fair. I think, uh, you know, that, that again, that defense, that run, and, and it's, it's weird to call it a run, but that run really, really slept on. And it's unfortunate that it didn't turn out, you know, to be more, but like there, there's no player on the Cowboys defense. That's as good as Vontez perfect was at, at his peak. You know what I mean? Like from yeah. a talent standpoint. And so that's, that's certainly what I think this, this Andy Dalton team is missing as opposed to, to those Andy Dalton teams. Um, I agree with you. I think, I think, not that it's a wash, but I think you can you can almost say that it's it's very similarly um, from an offensive standpoint. Um, my final question, Jason, and you obviously do a great job running Cincy Jungle um, and have your eye on the rest of the NFL, and you're a bit more objective here. Andy Dalton is the what best quarterback in the NFC East now, in your mind? Ooh, that's a tough one. I, I mean, no worse than third because I mean Dwayne Haskins is kind of a mess, and Alex <laughs> Smith. I mean, hey, I. Alex Smith, before he got hurt, I would have put him ahead of sure, Dalton. Totally. But, I mean, just seeing him on the field is great. No idea right. how good he can be now. But, so, I mean, Carson Wentz and uh, Daniel Jones, I mean, I would take Dalton's situation over them. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I, you know, if you could put them in the Dallas offense, I'd rather have Wentz. Jones, I mean, he's probably slightly better, but – he turns the ball over so much. It's like, Dalton won't do that. So it'd be really close to me, but you know, you actually, uh, I know I said last question, but I lied. So is, is Andy, um, 
is he that guy that that is he is he you know going to take care of the ball uh is he prone to turnovers because again we can all go back and and look at you know different data and things like that but you've lived it um is he that guy or or is he somebody who's a bit more protective of things he he's tends to be more protective now when the offense is falling apart and he's not got green he you know he'll have two or three pick games but like from uh 2015 to 2016, he had like 15 total interceptions over that two-year span. And he doesn't fumble it much, you know, even for someone that runs. Definitely not like uh, Daniel Jones. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I think in this offense, he'll take care of the ball. Okay. Um, okay, my, my absolute last one for you, Jason. Uh, not really football-related. What is uh, – I mean, because Cowboys fans are going to have to root for Andy Dalton for – a couple of months. I mean, you know, this isn't a, a short-term thing. It's almost an entire season in some respects. What's a fun, quirky, interesting thing about Andy Dalton that not a lot of people know? I, I think that some might have said the the Bills Association after all that happened a couple of years ago. But I mean, what what is there to his personality? We haven't we haven't seen him do a lot of press conferences. You know what I mean? So what what is what is the Andy Dalton experience? Um. He's a super nice guy. He's a great role model. He does so much charity work in Cincinnati, and I, I don't know how much he still does, but I'm sure he does some in Dallas. And he's already a Texas native, so I'm sure there was already stuff he did there. But he's – I mean, out of all the people in the NFL, he's absolutely one of the best guys there. Like I always said, it's like I don't know if I'd want Dalton to be my franchise quarterback, but a role model, if I ever have kids, he's definitely near the top in the NFL. He's – a great guy. You just you can't help but root for him, you know. And I really hope he has success in Dallas and gets. I think they'll make the playoffs. I mean, I don't know who they'll play. I mean, right now, I guess it could be the you know whoever between Tampa Bay and New Orleans doesn't get that division, someone like that. So I hope he went. I hope he gets that playoff win this year. Well, um, it's yeah. I, I think you certainly agree. This again, circumstances aside the best opportunity he could have asked for the chance to prove his worth in a contract year for the Dallas Cowboys going to play some, some primetime TV games. I mean, uh, right before we recorded, I saw two of the three most watched things over the last month were Cowboys games. And so um, Andy's got a chance. Actually my absolute last one, I promise Jason, and this is more league wide. Where could you, where could you see Andy playing? If, if we follow the hypothetical that he plays moderately well, Let's let's even say the Cowboys win the division. Say they get just you know beaten in the wild card round by Tampa Bay, whatever the case may be. But but he becomes you know his his ideal. He's he's Ryan Tannehill of last year. And so what what team could you kind of see him maybe ending up on? Just given the way his career has gone so far. Um, depending on D- Dak's injury, I could see them maybe signing him next year, like giving him just depending on what he gets on the open market, you know, to kind of be insurance for Dak, but Mm -hmm. the Jaguars, the Jets, depending on what happens with Darnold, um, maybe the Redskins. I mean, it's, I I haven't seen a lot to say Haskins is someone you want to rely on. Yeah. Um, So probably one of those three. Um, There's not a lot of openings right now. I mean, it's, there's been a lot of infusion of young quarterbacks lately. And then guys like Tannehill coming out of nowhere to be franchise guys. So there's not a whole lot of openings. And, you know, those three teams I mentioned, they're going to be in position to take a guy like Trevor Lawrence or uh, Justin Fields. So it's going to be tough for him to find a situation. Maybe the Bears, you know, I can't forget about them. That's a team that's probably going to be later in the draft and won't get those guys. So, 
probably if he's not in Dallas, the Bears will probably be the best situation for him next year. I know he was linked to the Jets and the Bears as options. Um, obviously, the Bears decided to trade for Nick Foles uh, to, to give themselves insurance. The one I'll, I'll throw out right now, I think Denver, and that's kind of the John Elway thing, right? You know, go yeah. out and, and get the, the, you know, journeyman who's kind of having success. Uh, and, and that kind of put, that's the timeline of maybe when Drew Locke comes back, he doesn't necessarily look promising. and Because I don't think they're going to be, you know, top seven-ish, you know what I mean? So they're going to... Yeah, they're going to be treading water the way Denver always does. And I believe, for full poetry, wasn't it was a Denver Monday night game, I think, the first game that Cincinnati played without Dalton in 2015? Um, no, they played the 49ers the week before. Then they played Denver. Then they played Baltimore at home. And yeah. that was because I vividly remember DeMarcus Ware's like, game-winning fumble recovery. Yeah. Um, and, and then they obviously went on to win the Super Bowl. So uh, shout-out to A.J. McCarron, though. A.J. And, and Andy both ended up in Texas. Look at that. Yeah, uh, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, Jason, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Uh, you guys are doing a great job at Cincinnati Jungle talking about Joe Burrow. We'll see you in week 14. We'll, we'll link back up then. Uh, by then, the Cowboys will be something like, I don't know, um, like, 10 and three or whatever. So uh, <laughs> we'll yeah. see what happens. Um, Jason on Twitter at Markham 89, uh, Cincy Anything else? Yeah. Any, any Netflix shows you want to recommend or anything like that? Uh, Netflix, stranger things. I mean, if you haven't watched that, that's the best show on there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jason, thanks so much yeah. for taking the time to join us. Uh, thanks man. Have a good one. Good luck this season. Want to give a big time shout out, big time thank you to Jason Markham for taking the time to join us on Twitter at Markham89. Does a great job covering the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kentucky Wildcats. And uh, you know, I, I this this is such a weird week, right? I mean, it's it's so hard to know, you know, what what to how to feel, and you know, it, it's it's difficult, right? To and and I mean this with no disrespect to Andy Dalton. It's it's difficult to begin the process to get excited about him because we're all still sad and we're all still bummed. Um, but you know, football moves on, and that's a message that that Tony, you know, I thought iterated very well on the seven five zero yesterday. Um, so. It, it's it's time to, to start looking forward and, and certainly again thinking about Dak Prescott all throughout you know all throughout the rest of the season and beyond that but um, hey Andy Dalton the experience is real it's going to be interesting to see if this offense really can elevate him um, you know certainly the offensive line is uh, is not one of the best in the NFL and the defense far from one of the best in the NFL uh, but I, I do think the skill positions will go a long way we've already seen Michael Gallup's impact um, and, and how he can impact obviously a, a world without Dak Prescott and so I imagine that things like that will keep up but I imagine the Cowboys are going to be in a bunch of stressful games which um, is, as you know is certainly going to be a lot of fun uh, but hopefully you had a lot of fun today here on Wednesday's episode of the Ocho. Later on today, we will have a new episode of Talking the Star. Connor Livesy, Dalton Miller, and Cole Patterson will kind of, you know, do their best to, to get you excited about the prospects of the 2020 Dallas Cowboys with Andy Dalton under center. We will, of course, uh, be here tomorrow to talk about the first day of everything getting started because the Cowboys do play on Monday Night Football. The Arizona Cardinals on deck this week. Kyler Murray's probably going to have like 200 yards rushing. I'm thinking. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm petrified though, but uh, either way. Uh, uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that as the week continues to unfold. You need to do me an absolutely just a, such an important favor. All right. You got to have the absolute best Wednesday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.